Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey. Whoa. Woo. Michael. We are back. 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 This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Keith Walsh podcast is back, back, back. Michael, how are you're looking well? Uh, thanks very much. I just uh, just out of the shower. I'm smelling quite nice. I've had uh, you know you know one of those days when you sort of get up and you kind of get up a bit earlier than you thought you would do, and you run around and you achieve loads of things. Yeah, you know one of them. I thought yeah, you were going to say, yeah, I, I haven't had one of those days. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I must have been out to the fucking washing line 11 times. I've done three loads of washing every time. It, according to all my weather apps, it was going to dry. According to my weather guru, um, Carlo Weather. Carlo on Weatherman. Twitter, yeah. yeah, he is uh, phenomenal, um, but he's been shit today. It's the Keith Watch Podcast. It's essential like your breakfast It will get you up and going Learn some things you didn't know Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast It's the Keith Walsh Podcast Give you energy like buck fast And if your head's in a pickle Or you're looking for a giggle It's the Keith Walsh Podcast Yeah. Don't blame it on myself Don't blame it on himself Blame it, Blame it on, on the weatherman. The weatherman. Classic Bewitched. Um, probably a follow-up single. Probably a number one. Did a lot of number ones, Bewitched, actually. Did quite well. They um, did. That one, the one that really used to annoy me was when they used to jump ever so slightly in the video. Oh, jumpy fucking women. Can't be doing with jumpy women. Uh, welcome to the Keith Walsh podcast, as Mike just said. If you're just listening for the first time, Mike and myself used to work in a hotel in the 90s together in London, and now, for some reason, we do a podcast together. Who knows why? We just enjoy chatting to each other. Uh, um, do you remember Bewitched came to when I was working in a hotel and they came to stay for a, a couple of nights? No, I do not. So Sinead, you, I'd say you were all over them like a rash. No, I wasn't. I was Sinead from Bewitched is from Newbridge. So we went to school together. Oh, fucking hell. Everyone's from fucking Newbridge. Woo! Woo Bridge. <laughs> Woo! Yo, Bridge. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. Uh, so, she, so we went to school together. She was very good friends with my wife, Suzanne. And uh, so they called oh. in. They called in and left me and I was off. I wasn't rostered oh, on when they called no. in, so they stayed and they left me a, 
left me a signed poster or something like that. And uh, I, I, I feel like I remember, actually, I wonder, was that, maybe that was the second time I worked in, in, in juries and it was, uh, you weren't my boss. It was, uh, it was Brian, Brian Murphy in it. Yeah. All right, Murphy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, you see, I was never really your boss. Nobody as uh, Malcolm in the middle theme tune would say, you're not the boss of me and nobody could be the boss of you. You were a, you were a good boss. That's you know you were a boss, but you're a good boss. Um, That's because we were only twelve years old. <laughs> <laughs> but like, well, you see, uh, like to me, you seemed like a grown ass man with like you know responsibilities and a life, and you know, and you, yeah, you, 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 you seem to me to have your shit together compared. Well, that would have been, <laughs> been easy compared to me. Oh God, yeah. Listen, um, I know you've been up to a lot of things. And we need to talk about what you've been up to because we've missed and I've had I've been getting a bit of grief from people from OGs about the lack of podcasts. Very glad that uh, some you people, grief and not me. That, yeah, some people seem to like this shit. So uh, we better uh, I apologize on behalf of Keith for just running away for two weekends in a row. I think you went to Yuppie Butlins once. Yuppie Butlins, went... I like that. That's very good. <laughs> <laughs> and then you went to Gay Paris. Uh, we, mais oui, I went to oui. Gay Paris. I spoke to a man called Pascal. Oh, bonjour, Pascal. I can tell you about that later. I just turned Excellent. into a man from Cork. <laughs> yeah, um, and I've had, in the brief sort of two, the last two weeks, I've had at least um, two midlife crises, crises, oh, I believe. Shit. And uh, actually came, uh, came very close to... Um, um, how can I say it? Coming up short. What's the what's the term when somebody nearly shits themselves? Oh, um, yeah. Uh, being uh, caught short. No. Being caught short is correct. Very, very close. Yeah, literally very close to uh, being caught short. So all these to come on the Keith Walsh show. <laughs> but first, the ads. Well, first, an ad break. <laughs> but um, first, I thought we'd do our, our trailer. Um, you, you, should do, you should be the voiceover for this now. It's the check it out section. Check, 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 check. it out. What, 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 what's it all about? Check, 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 check it out. What, 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 what's it all about? Check, check it out with Sony Fenton. Sony yeah. Fentoni. God rest him, great man. <laughs> what a man. What a ledge. What a shirt. Check, the last check, time I check. saw him, he was he was wearing a fucking phenomenal shirt. He was a great um, man. Yeah, so shirts. I've always I've also been like watching a lot of TV. I've been watching uh, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. I've been listening, I've been doing everything. I have been multimedia-ing the bejesus out of this. And I think we should probably, uh, we'll probably have to get back together tomorrow and do another podcast because there's so much shit I need to get off my chest. Okay, we could do just a big, long podcast today. Yeah, we probably could, actually. Good. I never thought of that, really. Yeah, we could just do a long just one. Keep the long weekend. <laughs> check it out. Check. Check it out. <laughs> check, 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 check it out. What, 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 what's it all about? Wicka, wicka, wicka. Yeah. Phony Tenton. What are, you, what are we checking out this time? So, Mike? what? tell me about your weekend then. Oh, what happened now? Your, uh, your, yeah, so your uh, internet's gone to shit. Oh, so, yeah, you're, you're a bit um, uh, something as well, but I, I, your uh, internet connection is unstable. That's what it's saying to me. 
don't know why, why that would be. Let's just ride it. Let's just try and ride it out, Mike. Am I with you now? Okay, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna ride it out, guy. Ride it out. Ride it out. Um first of all, I want to tell you actually I'll tell you about a podcast when you're talking about podcasts. What did I do? I went to Center Parks, which was very nice. But I don't know, Mike. I I've been I'm trying to figure something. I was trying to figure sh- I couldn't, I felt very stressed. Wow. You can't mm. even you can't even speak about it. Yeah, I can't even explain how what I want to say about it. Like it was it was a lovely weekend. We were at family. We like Center Parks is I would highly recommend it. Um, your Jimmy's a bit older now, but I, like even I think even if I went down with Suzanne and just the two of us as adults, you'd still enjoy it. Like it's just it's just lovely because it's oh, yeah. it's not that it's not that far of a drive. It's kind of it's the center of Ireland. Probably a bit of a drive for you guys, but um it's close by to where we live uh, the chalet chalets or lodges are really nice. You kind of rent bikes. So you, there's no cars. You just cycle around and walk around. It's just a different pace and just kind of like just chillax for a little while. And they've just beautiful sort of like, I don't know what it's called, like subtropical um, building, which kind of has a glass roof and it's got the swimming pool and the rapids and mm. the, the water slides Ooh. and all that kind of stuff. And you just like, it's, it's nice and, it feels like you're on holidays when you're in there. You're just chilling out yeah. on the lounger, or just sort of like lolling about in the pool, or you know. So it's, it's just lovely. It's 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 a lovely getaway, and we go there, try and go there once a year. Um, and what we do as a family is we put money away, so everybody pays into a kitty, and then it just you know comes around. And uh, my my brother-in-law Dermot's very good; he books it, and then we it, you know the money you don't notice the money going out every month, and then it's because it, it can be expensive. I will say that, mm. but when mm. it goes out every month, and when you've got like, there's there's my sister, there's my sister, there's my wife. <laughs> that's a very Ooh, that's Freudian. <laughs> we just Ooh. stayed in Longford. We didn't act like people from Longford. Um, but it was so it's so it's Suzanne, her brother, and her other brother, and then her mom and dad, and then there wives and kids so it's kind of three four families all chipping into the two lodges so it's it kind of like it works out well oh fuck yeah but that can be that can be oh i wouldn't look forward to that now Why? me personally family i also had my mother's 80th birthday uh in the two weeks we've been off so yeah i i you know that whole pressure of people coming together and the whole sort of anxiety of meeting people and the excitement of meeting people and then the anxiety of will do we wear masks or do we not wear masks and this whole covid thing is like a big black dog hanging over everything but go on i'm intrigued as to why you couldn't uh, you couldn't speak about why you enjoyed it or not well i did enjoy it i really enjoyed it i just had this like you see i think and i'm going to get a bit wanky here now uh, mike but i've done a bit of work on myself i've mentioned therapy before and i continue to enjoy talking to my friend luke my therapist and you know um and i've started some med- some a new meditation method recently <laughs> i love these <laughs> which i can tell you about but but I feel like I'm really in touch with myself. So if I'm stressed now, I feel it. I feel it straight away. Like I get it. Oh, like I, I used to just be stressed all the time and not know. So like if somebody was asking me, are you stressed? Like I used to get go to this woman who did acupuncture. And she'd be like, are you feeling stressed? I'm, no, fucking grand. Not a bother on me. She said, no, I think you're stressed because these pins are, I can't get them into your skin. They're hopping back out. That's a sign that you're, like you're stressed. A fucking, you're like a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> she'd, put in a, she'd put in a pin and would just pop back out. I was so fucking highly strung. Yeah. 
you could you could play me like a guitar um but so 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 then that weekend for some reason i couldn't quite figure out i didn't know whether it was work related or it was the play coming up or it was the holiday the getaway like because because that was our first time kind of going anywhere you know jumping in the car and going to stay somewhere else since the lockdown mm. so i couldn't quite put my finger on. i don't know i mean i didn't really properly kind of like yeah, I didn't feel properly grounded, even though like we were we were staying in a forest and it was beautiful and I was able to walk in the nature and sort of like try and take it in and all that kind of stuff. I just couldn't shake this feeling of anxiety or stress or something going on. So I wish I had a, an ending to this story where I'd say, and then it clicked with me, Mike. Uh, it didn't really. I just I still don't know. But I did subsequently. So I'll tell you what happened then. I signed up for this meditation method class with this woman called Susan Quirk. She's in, um, she's near you. She's in Listowel, I think. She's in that no, part. No, no, that's La Hinch. <laughs> Listowel is nowhere sorry, near sorry, me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. She's a singer. You've had her on the podcast before. She's a singer. Yeah. She released yes. an album this yeah, year. Yeah. 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 Was it this year or last year? Yeah, probably this year. Susan Quirk, check her out. She's very good. But she also teaches meditation and she would teach meditation to like CEOs of big companies, very busy people. So she, um, has a method that she teaches and you do the course with her and she explains it so well. And since then I've been meditating twice a day, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. And so I, so I started like, so we went to center parks and I don't know, you know, the way when you go away and then you go away, like it seems like a great idea at the time when you book it, Oh yeah, we'll go to center parks. And then next weekend we go to Paris. That'll be great. But when that actually happens and you get back from Centre Parks on a Monday and I was like bollocksed because of whatever was going on. I was stressed. It was busy weekend. Lots of kids, lots of activity, lots of swimming, lots of fresh air, whatever. Monday came, bollocks. Tuesday, straight back into work. But but also when I came back oh. on the Monday, I realised I'd booked into this meditation. <laughs> so this was my week. Get back from Centre Parks on Monday afternoon. Then I had the med- this meditation course that was supposed to fucking, you know, relax me. But I was like highly stressed. <laughs> highly stressed like just about to text susan and go i can't do it i'm too fucking stressed i can't do it. you know it's, it's, there's too much going on because i have to get ready for i have to get ready for for to go away next weekend which is like and we weren't going away next weekend. we went away on the thursday night the plan was to go the thursday night get there thursday night and then i would work from france from paris on friday and then sort of i'd have saturday and sunday to relax so it was just you know the way that like so we came back Monday then suddenly like Thursday was only a couple of days away and then like I hadn't, yeah. told, I hadn't told Suzanne so I was like oh yeah I have this meditation course I'm doing Monday Tuesday Wednesday night <laughs> uh, it was just like not the fucking best time there's never a good time to do a meditation course because I was obviously if you're stressed you probably need it but if you're stressed you haven't got time you know you can't see time uh, you can't see a yes, space yeah. you're just like I can't fuck I don't have time for fucking meditation an hour and a half each yeah. night. You can't see the wood for the trees. Can't see the wood for the trees. I didn't, you know, but anyway, I I did the Monday night class. I had double booked myself, you know, not like as me, you, Mike. As you would, yeah. I had double booked myself for the Tuesday night. Wednesday was, the, so so Susan had very graciously agreed for, that, to let me do the Wednesday night. Actually, I'll tell you about Tuesday. We were filming. I'll come back to that. We were filming an ad for a brand, which is very exciting. I'll come back to that later. If we need, we've we've loads to talk about. So on Wednesday, I got the third class in. We were trying to pack because we were leaving the next day to go to France around lunchtime. And like in the morning, the kids would have to go to school. I was going to have to work in the morning. And then at lunchtime, leg it to the airport, do a bit of work from the airport, get on the flight, get to France, do a bit of work from France. And it was all very stressful. 
So when sometimes, so like we were like <laughs> wreck, we were wrecking the gaff looking for passports because we haven't used a passport in two years. Oh no, no. And Suzanne was trying to pack, and she was trying to. She was like, "What forms do we need? What this do we need?" And I just went in the middle of it. Um, I have to go and do my meditation. Class. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! If looks could kill, she would. I would be dead. She'd have murdered me. Uh, she was just like how can you be we, we don't know where the passports are you, you can't just slink off to your office to do your meditation <laughs> so i was like i was fucking definitely stressed at this stage but i really needed to do this meditation course so i went up and i sat and i did a meditation course and as part of the course they take you through a guided like they, they bring you through a meditation so you do the meditation you and susan and whoever else is on the course you do it together so I, I went up fucking up to 90 stressed, sat down, you know, and once Susan starts talking, you sort of like, you know, de-stress a little bit, you know, I got tuned in. It was all good. And then towards the end, we did our we did our uh, guided sort of meditation together. And she, so the meditation is 20 minutes long. And, and I was like sitting there. And it was, it was kind of hard. You know, you don't like you don't. It isn't what you think it is. It's not like you, you go off into this other place. You just you sit with no. yourself, you know, so it's, it's it can be difficult and you can have. You can have things like when you start, you can have a tight, you can feel like your chest tightening. You can feel like, cause all these things are happening, you know, there's like, lots of like I'm feeling now. Yeah. yeah. So all this stuff is going on. You're like, Oh God, I, I, I don't, you know, it can be, it can be discomfort you feel. And, but that's good. It's all good. It's all like, it's all working. You're working shit out of your system. And um, so we did our 20 minutes and just at the end of the 20 minutes, I meditated for 20 minutes and I sort of like, you know, you do this thing like where you they call the noddies where you sort of just nod off and you're not really sleeping you're just like you've just gone into <laughs> <laughs> apparently you're not really sleeping so anyway i was in my i was in the stairs and i sort of i, I sort of my my chin was on my on my chest like this and then i went i know where the passport is <laughs> <laughs> i could fucking picture it in my meditation it came to me I, once i got rid of all the fucking shit and the stress and all that I stopped overthinking it and got out of my own way and sat there with, with myself for a little while. I went, it's in the fucking bag on the thing, hanging at the back of the thing. I could see it. Walked down the stairs, p- picked up the bag, showed Suzanne, passports, nice one. She fucking looked at me like, I don't give a fuck. If <laughs> yeah, yeah, meditate on this. She gave me the bird. <laughs> I can't believe you fucking went upstairs for an hour and a half to fucking meditate. But anyway, then I... Subs- <laughs> so I, then I had to do all the work, checks in, all that kind of stuff. So we got there in the end. But it was like... It's just for me. I was thinking, what a, what a, like it's it, it's like a, a slice of modern life. Like we were so yeah. stressed, there was so much shit going on. We were both up to ninety. It, like I almost didn't have time to do my meditation course. Do you know what I mean? That was going to yeah. help. Ultimately the the irony of the situation is, yeah, that's that's it. That that's life, though. You know, you can't do stuff because it's in the way. But Mike, I'll tell you, I went to France and I had a really lovely time and I wasn't stressed and I was really relaxed because I got my I got the, the, the Tuesday course I missed. I caught up with during lunchtime in Paris uh, on my lunch from work. I, I did a Zoom call with Susan. She took me through the class I missed. It was fucking beautiful. Did my last meditation with her and fucking just the weekend was a breeze. It was beautiful. It rained in Paris, didn't matter. Nothing was a fucking problem. Just had a lovely time, slept really well, came back absolutely a million dollars. And I've been and I've been flying ever since. Wow. And are you keeping up the meditation? Yeah. So I do it twice a day, 20, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. And 
it's just given me, I don't know what it is. I can't explain it, but I feel I have, I, there's a huge amount of clarity. Um, I feel energized. I was, I don't know what was going on before that, because remember I said, I, remember I said I was back in the gym doing weights and all this kind of shit. Like yes. I, was, I was getting up at six o'clock in the morning, going to the gym and then bringing the kiss. And then go, I was, I was, I'd gotten straight back on the treadmill. Like, I don't know. I was literally on the treadmill. Yeah. You see, but the problem is you kind of think, oh, this, 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 uh, this is why I don't agree with all this exercising stuff. You know, <clears throat> not because I'm a lazy fuck, but it is because in part because I'm a lazy fuck. But this, you, you know, you gotta have you gotta be so selfish with that time to go to the gym to do stuff, to, and you leave others behind, and you're sort of like pumped at seven o'clock in the morning. Come on, guys, let's have your ketchup on your rashers or whatever. You're like, oh, woo, woo, woo. Let's go to school. If you got your stuff, it's cool. Yeah, woo. And then by seven o'clock in the evening, you're absolutely shagged. You're no good to anyone. Yeah. And yeah. stressed about not doing stuff because you're going to the gym. Well, the thing I realized was that going to the I was going to, I, I had decided to go to the gym. And I think that was that it was in the build up to center parks. Cause you know, you're going to be with people that you know, and you're going to be in your swimmers and you're going to, you know, so I was like, well, I want to just, you know, make sure that I don't have a belly or, you know, stupid stuff. Like, why am I even thinking about that at my age? Anyway. Um, and I was with family. Like, why the fuck would it yeah, matter? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just, this is the pressure I put myself under. So obviously I, that was all building up and then getting up and going to the gym, like for three weeks before I was, I was up every morning, six o'clock, go to the gym. Like the one thing that the meditation made me realize, cause you do, you do realize things. You do see things when you're like, you, you do things become clearer. And I was like, well, if I'm fucking stressed going to the gym, that's not going to, if, if it's stressful for me to do it. You know, I could see yeah. that clearly. I was like, that's fucking ridiculous. I can still get up at six o'clock in the morning. I can still do my meditation and then I can potter around and whatever and then go for a walk and I'm not maybe go to the gym once or twice a week if I want to do some weights, whatever. But it's just, you just I just could see things a lot clearer, you know? Yeah, build these stuff, build these things in because you want to do them, not because, you know, because you have to do them and you're putting yourself under pressure to do them. Because the second, I suppose, the definition of pressure is you're putting you're putting yourself under pressure to do something which makes you stressed about doing something, takes the good out of it. There's no benefit. If you're in the gym stressed about being in the gym and you're trying to work out and you're trying to, you know, sort of power through, you, that's absolutely no benefit. Zero no, that's, benefit. That's, that's life right there, isn't it? You're in there, you're stressed, and you're trying to power through by sort of working harder and faster and not achieving anything. Mm. So what's the fucking point? I mean, I do. I go out for walks all the time. I try and keep myself relatively fit by not eating stuff, but I, I eat a lot of chocolate now, and I, eat, I drink beer. But, hey, listen, you can't beat yourself up either. I learned that when we went away for a, a week with some of Sally Ann's friends who were all uber achievers, and I mean uber 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 achievers i mean we had all sorts of people um a guy there was um ceo of a well-known car company so these people are whatever and he was sitting at his desk in the morning going oh fuck i've got to answer this now and if i don't answer this this could go wrong and all of a sudden i'm one step away from the shareholders getting rid of me and then everything i've built is fucked so Here's this fellow with gazillions. He's got it all. He's got all the trappings of life and whatever. Three beautiful children, a beautiful wife, huge job, loads of money, but still worried. As worried as if he was, I don't know, if he was me having to go to the, the Cliffs of Moher every day. You know? And I'm thinking, Jesus, you need to relax. We all went on a hill walk one day and the, the four or five men that were there sort of walked up the back. And I'm thinking, 
Jesus, I don't have any stress. I might not have what they have, but I certainly don't have the anxiety bearing down on me. These lads were almost in tears, like. And again, they had their personal helpers getting them to the gym, sending a car for them to get them to do the gym, to power through, power through the meetings. And because they were working on on three different time zones, they were having to get up at two o'clock in the morning sometimes to chair a meeting because they didn't happen to be in the right time zone or whatever and had to be switched on at two o'clock in the morning. That's not life. You know, this, this striving for this money and goals and houses and cars and loads of sort of things for your mm. children. It's not life. It's just, you and people just try to power through. And you can have stress if you're working the cliffs more, or if you're work, if CEO, like, you know, it's all perspective as well. And it's the thing about, the thing about it is to try and get perspective no matter what you're doing. And exactly. I'm sure there's CEOs out there that have a work-life balance and I'm sure it's doable. You just have to know when to push back and when to say no. And when to say, you know what, I'm not going to do a two o'clock in the morning meeting there because if I keep doing that, I'll die. And Mm. me dying is not worth, you know, the money I'm being paid. So it's, I, I know no, that but there, so- are, there are equally people who work in hotels, in bars mm. and restaurants, who are under as much pressure as he is. Yeah. And, and, and that's not good either. And they work through and they do these unsociable hours and everything's horrible. And they don't have what he has, which is why everybody's striving to have what they have. And there is a thir- certain sort of theory. You know, I, I, sometimes I see people who are stressed and think they might as well be the chairman of fucking BP or Apple. The amount of stress they put themselves under, they might as well go and do it. Mm. You know, for the for the 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 the, the weights they're putting on their bodies every day, they you might have, as well go and get big money. You'll have Mary here on this cash register in Tesco, and then you'll have Mary. Her name is also Mary. She's on the other cash register, and one one of them will be really stressed, and one of them mm. will be like, "I fucking love this job. I love yeah. this job. I come in. Yeah. It's no brainer. I just fucking, I just do 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 the I pack pack some shells, do some whatever, do a bit of work on the till, and I and I breeze out. I breeze in. I breeze out." There's the same people doing the same job and it's all perspective. And ironically, you bring up Tesco's, nothing bad about Tesco's, but I worked for Tesco's for six months being a delivery driver at one point. Okay. And it was the most stressful job I have ever done and the least well-paid job I've ever done. Had to do it for various reasons, but I just had to get myself through it. And it was, talk about powering through, it was fucking terrible, awful. The world's most stressful job. I, I, I could have been flying fucking Concorde and been less stressful and not knowing how to fly Concorde. You know what I mean? It was just, oh, delivering to people's houses and parking a truck called and in and out. And, you know, you've got these time frames and the van is going, beep, beep. Your next one is like three minutes away and you're going to be late. It's like, ah! <laughs> just imagine you just want to be sort of leave it in order control and just fuck stuff out the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Swing the oh, fucking bag of shop and round yeah. your head and just fuck it in the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fierce, fierce, stressful. I mean, the world was crumbling down on me. And I think I I mentioned before that time when I went back to juries after I was I'd been living in Dublin for a while when I was younger. It was this, my second time when I went back to work with Brian, and they didn't have any. Sp- up, didn't have any openings on the concierge desk mm. so f- until there was someone leaving so he said come and work for us now you can work with housekeeping for a few weeks and then 
then we'll have an opening. So I was like, oh, cool. Because I just wanted to get to London. I wanted to get out of Dublin. I wanted to move. Yeah. And I'd been living a sort of a mad sort of party life. Like I'd been partying a lot and I needed to leave Dublin. I needed to leave the people I was hanging around with. I needed to get out and go and get myself, you know, some sleep sort of. and, you know, tidied up. A couple and, of quid, yeah. And money and whatever. Just just get away from the scene, you know, it was bad. Um, I wasn't getting a lot of sleep. And uh, so... So Brian, so I worked with housekeeping and my job was down in the, you know, where the, where the laundry comes down, the chute. I think I've told the you shoot. before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a really hot summer. I basically spent four weeks kind of like Monday to Friday in that room at the end of the chute, sorting out pillowcases, sheets, whatever, into piles and then putting them into bundles and then putting them onto to trolleys and then wheeling them out. And that's all I did. Mindless no brain oh. needed work and it was warm and it was sweaty and I felt like that was like my I don't know if it was a penance but it was like but it was it was almost like um uh, it was therapeutic it was like it was as if you know if somebody said to you this is what you need to do you need to go to like you need to go to a a health farm and yeah you know yeah. clean cleanse yourself it was the perfect thing I just stayed in there I worked it was good on this kind of hard graft you know yeah yeah, but, yeah and yeah. it was sweaty and I just sweat everything out of me and I just you know I did a month of that and then I was just like I was kind of good it was really it was weird the way it happened but it was just a great job to do at that time and it really kind of straightened me out um kind of you well, know. that's that's meditation right there yeah all that sort of you know you're picking a, a sheet a double and that's a queen size and whatever. And you get to know stuff. So the more you get to know it in a, within sort of week two, you know what you're doing. It's all muscle memory and eye memory and whatever. And your thoughts can go. It's like me when I mow and I hoover. Mm. That is my meditation. Definitely. Med- like straight lines and white noise. That's it. That's my book right there. Straight lines and white noise. Mm-mm. Man, that's a great name for a, for a book. I'm going to write that no. down. Thanks, do you? Um, Steal my ideas, you bastard. No, for you, I'm going to write, because you're going to say, you're going to text me during the week and say, what was the, that brilliant idea I had for a name of a book? <laughs> Straight noise and white lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I... <laughs> I did say it backwards, but you didn't notice. No, no. Straight noise it's, and white lines. That's different. That's a different no, thing that's, altogether. That's, that's, that's a Yeah, that's... <laughs> and I, I used to think that all your dreams are made when you're chained to the mirror and the razor blade. I think we've discussed this before. That's got a double meaning, isn't it? You know, because you're the cocaine aspect of it, and then work nine to five. You got a razor blade, and you're yeah. shaving your face, and yeah. you're on the mirror every morning. You get up at seven o'clock and do the same shit every day. Yeah, I thought that was a. I don't know whether they meant it, but that's I the way I took it. I don't think they meant it, but I think, but I think a piece of brilliant writing. Omg, uh, that's and, and when stuff comes from your subconscious, and I'd say Noel Gallagher wouldn't even be able to say that to you that he that he because it came from his subconscious. And I also want to mention before we move on because I was kind of. Um, astonish that I don't know if you've noticed but Liam Gallagher sold out two nights at Nebworth have you noticed that Mike yes yeah he did uh, I saw you tweeted that this morning um yeah Which, and he's like right mad for it and all this sort of stuff I thought that was astonishing I was like he's so, he, like ha- he still has a massive uh he still has that massive draw like he when Oasis split up, I always thought Noel's going to be huge. Liam's going to just sort of like, you know, do his thing, whatever. Liam is the more, like, he's just sold two nights at Nebworth. It's just mad. And I was, I was, I was um, 
texting a friend of mine saying, it's mad, isn't it? He sold two nights at Network. I can't believe it. Because Oasis only did two nights at Network. 125,000 yeah. people each night. And then Robbie Williams did, I don't know. I, did, I think he did a few nights. But then he sent me back this piece of information. Uh, oh, 200 and f- I'm going to get these figures wrong. 250 million. How many people are in the UK? 250 million. Uh, 50, 70, I think. 70 million. 70 million. Yeah. Anyway, there's some strange, really crazy stat. Like they could have sold Nebworth. So they had 125,000 people both nights. They could have sold it 18 times. There were so many people looking for tickets. Wow. 18. They could have done 18 Nebworths. Um, because I was like, oh, that sure, sure, surely Liam isn't like doing two nights in Edward, same as Oasis. Surely he isn't as big as as Oasis were at their height. Um, well, no, he's not, but uh, it's still impressive. But yeah, they could have sold eighteen Edwards. Anyway, that's the kind of an aside. No, but he could have. He, you see, the thing about um, Liam is that he's he's got a bit more charisma than his old brother. Yeah, and he can sing the songs. There's only a handful of songs that the other fellow wrote and sang. But your man has got access to all the Oasis stuff. So you come on and do kind of pretty much an Oasis gig. Yeah. 20 years on. What, what's not to like? No, oh, I mean, I was, I, I mean, I was like, I'd fucking go to that. I would definitely go to yeah. that If I had, if I thought about it, if I had the time, if I had the headspace, I would have definitely gone. Just actually, I'd love to go. Yeah. If there's anybody I, out, t- out there who's got <laughs> spare tickets and wants to see us there doing a side hustle, yeah, we'll, we should, would gladly go. If you have a helicopter and you can fly us into Nebworth and then fly us back out, because um, that's where the way all the celebrities arrived in the 90s when Oasis did Nebworth. They just went in on their helicopters. Apparently there was a thousand people on the on the guest list. No, seven thousand people on the guest list over two nights. Um, I say that I'd like <laughs> I say that I'd like to go to that gig. I'm taking it back now. That oh. would probably be a horrible place to be. Oh, no, I'd love to go because I didn't go to the first one and I'd like to see this one and uh, definitely like to go on the helicopter. Uh, that's really yeah. appealing. Yeah, look, and, if, um, I, if, 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 if I could be flown in by helicopter, hang out backstage, flown back out home, I'd love it. But I would hate to be amongst those people. You see, what's going to happen is you're going to have all of these 40, 50, 60-year-olds, right? Yeah. On the, on the tear... Thinking they're 20, thinking they're 18, yeah, thinking they're 16, yeah, yeah. wearing all the gear. <laughs> but, and think, yeah, and if, yeah, yeah. Got, oh, God, yeah, they're going to be wearing parkas and stupid hats. And they're and not like going to look, their hair. yeah, no. and they're not going to look good because they're, they've aged. So they're going to have big red faces and balding and bellies and they're going to be drunk. And it's just, yeah, and they'll have sort of those forelocks, you know? Yeah. And they're balding, but they'll have the little forelocks trying to look like, Oasis trying to look like the Beatles. Yeah. They'll have the hair come forward a little bit. And maybe a few yeah. of them might have the like the, the full comb over where they've grown the hair long at the back and they've combed it right up the front and just sort of gel that down, a few hair clips just to keep it in place. I just yeah. <laughs> hair clips. I wasn't expecting <laughs> hair clips. <laughs> but just now that I think about it, I don't think I'd like to be amongst that crowd. Oh, no, I'd still give it a lash, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah be, be good to look at them. Be good to look at them. And sort of <laughs> we could stand so, back. Yeah, I'd be. I'd wear a tux. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to, uh, myself and my wife went to one of those festivals in Butlins in, over in the UK. It was kind of like a 90s music revival. So it had all the 90s bands like the Frank and Walters and 
uh, I don't know who was there, like the wedding present and, you know, all these, um, mm. uh, the wonder stuff. You remember the wonder stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it was kind of like that, you know, that cast, those kind of bands. Yes. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. But the problem was, it was like a lot of 40 year olds who thought they were 20 and I was one of them. And I was one, one of the people that got too drunk on the first night and couldn't, really, uh, you know, couldn't really cope. operate. Yeah, yeah. The second night you yeah. fucked all together. Yeah. So I was. And how did Suzanne feel? I don't that. think she really, she liked 90s music. Yeah, I don't think she really enjoyed it because like it was more like a, a bunch of old people trying to relive their youth. And that's not a great place to be, I don't think. No, I don't think so. No, that is not a great place to be. No, But Mike, I think I've said so. Enough, uh, so oh. I'm going to hand over to you for um, have we done the check, 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 check it out yet? Yeah, yeah. We kind of have done it. No, we haven't done any check it out. We've done nothing um, that I had planned. We had a pre-production meeting with um, Burgle Firk. He got involved and then took out of the that took the piss out of a word that I used called de- uh, paleodendrochronology. So, uh, which was one thing I wanted to talk about this week. Yeah, so go go for it. <laughs> so, uh, in the course of my life, what was Burgle's over- problem? What was Burgle's problem with? Uh, well, he 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 Googled it, and then uh, so I also wanted to talk about Barbara Streisand. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. he didn't really have a problem with it, but he he uh, he very cleverly and wittily. But I didn't want to say this to him, and I didn't want to say it live on on the air, as it were. But he very cleverly and wittily, witting wit wittily put together Barbara Streisand and paleodendrochronology, which takes some doing, in my opinion. I have to look back now to find out how he did that. <laughs> it's, it's, I probably something about her being rooted and something. Oh, yeah. It's probably something oh, yeah, it was very good. <laughs> Tell us. Talk yeah, there was me. lots of roots and stuff. <laughs> A lot of booby talk, was it? No, 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 no. There was nothing rude on it at all. He, he sort of so paleodendrochronology is um, something I wanted to do because I'd heard a geologist talk about it. And I thought, God, wouldn't that be a great thing to do if you're at a party? You know, these fantasies and you're standing there in your smoking jacket and all these students coming up to you. Oh, you're a leading paleodendrochronologist. And you'd sort of smoke your cigarette and go, yes, I am. Come to my rooms later on. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Type of thing. laughs> for, for, private, for private tuitions. Yes, so, I, I can show you my paleo souls. So, <laughs> so just for the listener, Mike said, um, this is a pod production, uh, one, paleodendrochronology, this is what he wants to talk about, and Barbara Streisand. And then he, he said, James O'Brien, full disclosure. So, uh, so we'll get to those as well. And then uh, Burgle Firk said, um, I had to look that up in the dictionary, Mike. Barbara Streisand, a rare old specimen, roots and singing, branched into acting, will never leave a bit of a sap. Brilliant. Fucking genius. Absolute genius. Well done, Fargo. <coughs> which which makes me two of them in. Which makes me think that um, paleo um, blah, 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 chronology must be about trees. Yes, it is. It's uh, it's a it's the ancient art of paleo means old or ancient. Um, so and dendro is trees and chronology is time so it's basically uh dendrochronology is a is a science all on its own the tree roots is measuring tree root or not tree roots the rings in a tree mm. to age them um but they do this through um fossils so they find some of the oldest fossils on the earth and then they can date things that were living then 
um, by looking at their dendrochronology, the rings on those trees in, trapped in fossils 40, 50, 60, however many million or billion years ago. And then they can see how long certain species were living for in that time. So I thought that was a fascinating thing to be interested in. And that's what I wanted to do with my life. But it's really difficult and really specified, like specialized. So I just couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't be asked doing it. But it, the reason it spiked in me was because my wife um, said, sent to me uh, something I should listen to. Because I'd sent to her um, the In Our Time about the Treaty of Limerick, which is a BBC... Uh, program on BBC Four, I think. So In Our Time uh, is a program. Then she put it on autoplay and it did one called The Late Devonian Extinction, which was, was this fascinating chat between a load of geologists about the last time or one of the, the great uh, mass extinctions on the planet, uh, because there's been five great big mass extinctions. Okay. And uh, this Devonian one was about 300 and 60 million years ago, and it was uh, named because all the fossils to do with it are in Devon. Well, a lot of them, okay. a lot of the studies happened. Yeah, so that's got, that got its name there. So, yeah, so, and then I started looking at paleodendrochronology and whatever, and then I found out there's a paleo diet. Yes. Yeah, I never heard of that before. How do you not know? It's like no. a ca ca kind of caveman diet, like raw meat. Exactly. Now, now you see now where we get it from. It is based on a historical diet of what our forefathers, you know, our early species would have eaten. So nuts, seeds, raw meat, raw this, new, you know, sort of gathering nutrients wherever we could do. So this paleo diet, kind of, I went down a rabbit hole of paleo diets. Uh, and then I started looking at, because one thing they mentioned in this program was that soil, of course, as we know it now, um, didn't just happen on earth. There wasn't just like a time when there was land and then there was sea and then there was soil. It happened by all this, the rocks crushing down and nutrients and things growing and things rotting and whatever. And it's this kind of process that happens. Um, and they were trying to find out what some of the ancient soils on the planet, what rocks they were made from. But some of the rocks, actually most of the rocks that happened when the planet was being formed about four point I'm going to say 4.6 billion years ago, have all gone. They've all been subsumed into our soil and they've all been sort of either subducted into earthquake zones and stuff and just gone and disappeared off the face of the planet. So it's really difficult to age stuff. So where, so where have they gone? They've just become part of the soil or they're just... just yeah, a lot of them would have been worn down by the oceans, ancient oceans. A lot of them would have been, you know, you, you get... Um, uh, movement of the tectonic plates and you get zones of subduction where the, 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 the rock, one rock goes down and the other goes up and you get sort of mountains built. Well, that older rock went down back into the earth's core and sort of got recycled, ah, reheated wow. and loaded back up. So there's only two places on the planet where you can get sort of 4.6, give or take a few years, billion year old rocks and that's in australia and canada both of which the people of whom i don't like <laughs> <laughs> are those two things linked yeah i think they might be yeah and it's, it's great because this all comes from and they called it this this um the era at the very beginning of the earth is called hades mm. it's the hades the hadean eon 
which kind of was the earth, the terror forming, if you like, when we cooled down as a planet and that, that molten rock, we were just like hell on earth. Hades is sort of like re. So it was all fire, brimstone, lava. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff spewing out of places, all sorts of things going on. For a long, long time, for about half a billion years, we were just this kind of molten soup. And then. Well, that must have been difficult, you know, for men, for man, homo sapien, you know, getting planner permission, whatever, you know, going to work. Very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of motorhomes sold back then because it was. (laughs) People had to drive. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of camping. (laughs) We were nomads back then. (laughs) We We were were truly Aboriginal. (laughs) Very fast runners. (laughs) Yeah, but I just thought this whole thing was fantastic. And this Hadean era era comes from um, Hades, who was the one of the Greek gods, who was the son of Cronus and Rhea, and a brother of Zeus. So it's all... Inter, inter, interwoven with sort of um, we've, we've used it as mythology. The Greeks came up with this fantastic mythology about the earth and Hades was this kind of thing, the bubbling thing and then it all calmed down and the, the, that sort of mythology tracks the geology of the earth almost um, which brings us of course onto Magnum P.I. Of course! Um, <laughs> <laughs> because there is a link between Zeus and Magnum P.I. Well, can- I did not think that you were going to say that next. <laughs> so can you can you guess the link? Anybody out there, can you guess the link between Zeus and Magnum P.I., who's Hades' brother? Not Magnum, but Zeus. I thought not. It's uh, I'm going to give it away now. They're um, texting in. Hang on, I just checked the text. <laughs> the guys are texting Did in. Did Zeus have a mustache? No, that's not right. <laughs> Zeus used to travel around in a helicopter. No, that's right. No, that's not right. Zeus's Zeus's boss was called Henry. What was his man's name? I don't know. Higgins. 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 Yeah. No, that's. Not I'm right. glad you mentioned Higgins, actually, because you're getting closer. You're getting ever so closer to why Zeus is related to uh, Magnum, Magnum PI. Is it something to do with Higgins? Yeah. Remember. Higgins had two dogs, two um, uh, German dogs. Yes, black German and brown shepherds. ones. Do, or, no, Doberman, no. I think they were. Oh, yes, they were Doberman. Yes, well done. Yeah, and their names were Zeus and Apollo. No way. Yeah, because he used to go, Zeus, Apollo, heel. And he used to set them on your man as he was driving off in the Ferrari. Yeah, so that's the way my mind works. Wow. So uh, sorry about that. That's a that's an, a wonderful. It was a wonderful segue into talking about Magnum PI from molten yeah. lava from molten lava to Magnum PI. This is the podcast for you people. I don't think any I don't think any of the other podcasts would deal with two such, um, you know, separate subjects in in the same breath. No, uh, but and but, of course, I mean, Hawaii is one of the, where it was filmed. Magnum was yeah. one of the most sort of volcanic places on the planet. Yes, and like Magnum sounds like magma. <laughs> exactly yes it's magma pi <laughs> isn't there magma as well yes, well, was there a guy called magma magma pi around <laughs> that time well they because of the heat they all they actually developed the magnum uh, ice cream at the time oh yeah, very yeah. Good. that's how they cool themselves down back there you in the go day. yeah in the caravan just, just back magnums in their mobile homes their their <laughs> motor homes as they escape the lava um, wow, that was quite yeah. the. Uh, that was interesting, actually. There's so much there. I, I, I there's a part, <laughs> there's a bit in my play. I was trying not to disrupt you. There's a bit in my play. It's called Pure Mental. It's coming to a theater near you soon. 
hopefully tickets are on sale. I'll have to look into that. Um, yes. Yeah. And uh, there's a bit now where I talk about being from Athlone. And Athlone is the bog, the Midlands. Yes. The Midlands is the bog. Athlone is like built on a bog. Um, and I was kind of saying, you know, the, I'm not a big fan of the bog. It's it's a load of shit. And oh, I'm like, literally, it's a load of old shit. And well, I don't mean I don't mean like, you know, I don't mean antiques like penny farthings or <laughs> old <laughs> dining boards. Yeah, or the Arda Chalice. And then I go, oh well, actually, the Arda Chalice might actually have been found in the bog. But so I talk about how you know the trees, you know formed the bog a pterodactyl yeah. fell from the sky you know died fell from the sky dropped mm. into the this thing and that became that's the bog it's literally a load of shit and then i talk about how that some someone would some fucking idiot decided to build a town on top of the bog um but uh so yeah so so it's sort of linked i got it my, is linked, I, got yeah. my pl- I got my play plug in there it's very geological and it you know like your play uh, it will be built on a very hard um bedrock you know that's what I'm thinking. solid yeah. foundation solid foundation there we go yeah. no I was, I was trying to go geological yeah no that's bedrock. cool yeah. i think yeah, i appreciate that i personally at the moment i'm shitting myself about the play but um, <laughs> and when is it um uh, about five weeks i think oh, you're talking about like we're, we're opening on the 19th of, of november oh fuck how time how long have i got I, i'm sort of not even looking at it but you see the thing about it is i'm still I'm still. I'm. You don't want to learn it too soon. No, See, you don't want to. You don't want to peak too early. But you also don't want to be like too off book. You want to be a little bit. You want to be a little bit on the edge. You want to be a little bit. There's got to be a lot of energy, nervous energy there. You don't want to be fucking just coming out and phoning it in, you know. So are you, are you just telling yourself this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to be learning my lines, and I'm like, no, no, no. You want to be, you know, leave it till the last minute. You know, you want to be fucking. But also, there's a small bit that I, I kind of had to write a, a new bit that I, I I yet have to put in. So I'll sit down with Janet, the director, and we'll place this new bit that I wrote into the play in the right place, and then I'll start learning it. So that'll be in the next week or so. That's but, a great um, excuse to put it off. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Brilliant. Like, don't fucking, do you know what I mean? Like, don't, you're right. Don't write a book. Don't write the fucking play, because then you'll have to go, and then now, now I have to fucking perform it. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I just wanted to write a play. So next play I'll write, I'll just write for other actors. Definitely, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I would never think about writing a play for myself. No, I wouldn't be that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it was stupid, but I'd not known at the time. I know there was a global lockdown. It was like I got plenty of time, and now you've given yourself. I, I, I laughed the other day out loud. I lolled, um, you know, knowing watching you on Twitter and all your sort of various platforms, and I follow you sort of in the shadows, and um, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing the other, and about. I don't know when it was you started your new job and you were like, I'm really looking forward to doing a five day week and have some structure to my life. <laughs> and then I thought he's fucked. He's 40 hours a week now that aren't him scratching his ass and sort of writing stuff and being flowery and sort of creating things. Although obviously you will be flowery and creative at work, but it's, you're doing it for somebody else. Yeah. 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 Oh, a bit more, fuck. Uh... I did laugh. I <laughs> Oh, Christ, Mike! What have I done? Yeah, be careful what you wish for. But I, 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 I do, I do enjoy. I do want to say that I am enjoying the job. And we shot a, an ad for a, a drink brand for Christmas during Ooh. the week, which was, I mean, I, I mean, I say I wrote it, I did write it, but like, 
there's so much like obviously so much more goes into it than just writing it's it's very very collaborative you know you write something mm. and then you can change and then you write it again you rewrite and then other people have an input and whatever so it started with something that i wrote on a page and now it's developed into this ad that's going to be for this drink brand for christmas maybe when it comes out i'll be able to tell you what it was and what it is and maybe send you a link to have a look at it and see what you think but yeah it's quite exciting is it an alcoholic drink it is, is an alcoholic drink, yes. Oh, brilliant. Okay, I look forward to, yeah, I look forward to drinking some of it. Yes. Hopefully it'll make me buy some. Hope for Jesus Christ, yeah, or else I failed. Or else the whole thing has been a yeah, massive exactly, waste yeah. of time. <laughs> yeah, we really like the album. In fact, you know, I had... Yeah. <laughs> Go on. We really like the album. We just didn't buy any of that drink, so I don't know what that <laughs> means. Oh, God. What were you going to say? I, 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 had, I had a real... Um, Yesterday morning, I picked up one of my colleagues from work, uh, sort of a car share-ish. And uh, he said, how are you this morning? And I, it was quarter past seven. And I said, I've got a goo. I said, I've got a goo for red wine. And he went, I've never heard that before. Oh. Yeah. So I, I'm now reusing one of your things that I thought you made up. And I think you have made it up. And only you're the only person on the planet that has a goo for something. No, I'm telling you, people, there's probably people that are listening to this that might email the show keithwalshpod at gmail.com and say they've heard the term goo i think i might i feel like we might have thrown it out there before we did but no you know i, I nobody bit so i don't i don't think the goo is an actual thing so i said to this guy i got the goo for this you really got the goo this is a bit rude i was like fucking hell this guy's like 25 years old <laughs> yeah he and wouldn't go, know no no he wouldn't know is that right? It's a, it's an age sort of thing. The goo, maybe. Yeah, the goo. You got a goo, a goo for a few pints, goo for a ham sandwich, a goo for some red wine. Yeah, I have been. I've got the goo for red wine, and I haven't drank red wine in a long, long time. And it just so happens we have a bottle of red wine in the house, and Jimmy's away for the weekend, so nobody knows what could happen. Oh my god! So you and yeah. your better half could split a bottle of red wine. Yep. Wow. And uh, yeah, get gooey. Would you, would you be that disciplined to just drink a half a bottle each? Or would that be the start of a crazy night? Uh, it would more than likely be the end of a crazy night, I'd say. So I find wine shuts me down. Okay. But it's but yeah. it's an it's a nice feeling, isn't it? Wine kind of like it gives you a nice it's a nice it's a different buzz to beer, isn't it? it yeah, but it gives me a really bad stomach. Oh, yes. Yeah, so it's, it's not. It's not something I look forward to. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> can I just? Can I just read this email out from Tom before you continue with? Oh the, shit! The other okay, stuff you gosh, can. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Slattery. He's just some guy who listens <clears throat> to the podcast. Yeah, he's not an IT guru or anything. He's, not, he's nothing yeah. special. Just some guy who listens <laughs> to the podcast. Uh, Keith some and Mike, guy, I'm listening to old podcasts of the of old episodes of the podcast. <laughs> And while I've heard many more things that you and Mike planned to do, I still haven't gotten around to compiling a list. Well, Tom, because often we talk about things we're going to do in the podcast and never get around to them. So Tom is going to compile a list. So good luck with that, Tom. Um, one thing I heard on my morning commute today, though, you asked someone to remind you to tell Mike to tell us the story about his uncle who had an affair and sang Torn Between Two Lovers. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. Oh, Jesus. And this is this is 
And if it's any, of any interest, that podcast was released released on March the first. So that so I suppose Tom is telling us that in the maybe the belief or hope that we might actually go back and do a bit of research and listen to that and have a clip and play it now and then be like, oh yeah, remember this bit? Play the clip. But we're not going to do that. Tom's too much effort. Uh, but thanks, Tom. Some guy listened to the podcast. Mike, feel free to. I, do you know what? I'll do that next week. It'll need it'll need a little bit of prep actually because okay. I need to remember the lady's name, and I cannot at the moment remember the lady's name. Maybe I shouldn't remember her name. Maybe but that's I'm going to do. I'm going to do a little bit of research and see whether or not I can actually put that up, uh, because I hope maybe somebody's still alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just think about that. Just consult a few people, make sure it's okay to say it or not okay to say it, or maybe we will leave it till next March. Yeah, no, no, we'll we'll do we'll do it next week. My uh, my lovely uncle Jerry, yes, who died. What a what a what a what a ledge this man was, oh, an absolute ledge. Um, yeah, but we'll we'll do that next <laughs> next week. We won't put it off too much, Tom. They could, oh. It could become the Christmas special. This oh wow, trailing it for Christmas. We're building special. up to the Christmas special already. Nice one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm always in my thoughts. Christmas and how much I dislike it. What about your man who brought you to the kids section of the the, the Leicester City ground to watch a match? Uh, what was his name? We were going to try and get Ivan. him on the podcast. Ivan. That was Ivan. Yeah, we went to Norwich. Norwich City. Oh, Norwich. Caru, yeah. Caru Rude. <laughs> And I was only just, re- I was only reminded of that the other day, actually, because um, maybe I mentioned it at the time that we were, we were on the road driving back um, to Norwich once. And I don't know if anybody's listening, they know the geography of the east of England. There is not a mile of motorway in Norfolk, the county. So when you sort of leave London and turn east, it gets more barren and more sort of just single track roads or maybe a bit of a dual carriageway but nothing nothing major no quick roads you know you get to Stansted airport and turn right and just keep going into this very flat um geographical area they say you get a lot of sky for your money in norfolk and they're not wrong you get 360 views of flat ground wow and um norwich were doing particularly well and i think they just come up to the premier league i'm gonna say maybe the barclays premiership i don't know yeah, the top yeah. table whatever top, yeah the premier and league they, yeah, go on. and they'd started to buy um good players and there was a guy called something dublin who played Dion, for them Dion dublin Dion ex manchester united okay and I think he's the guy that went then to play for Norwich. They got him in as one of their star players or else he was going up there for an interview or something. But as we left the motorway, um, we were coming back from a holiday or something. We'd been to Stansted airport or pick somebody up and we're driving up and um, the motorway and there's a sort of a slip road off and it's a really tricky old junction. If you don't see it, it's really hard to get off. And then there's no junction off that motorway for about three three junctions so it's a slip road off to a single lane track and this black ferrari shot past us and i mean shot past us we we were doing probably 80 miles an hour and we felt like we were doing zero and it's like and all i could see were the brakes of this thing light up a bit of smoke out of the back end of it as he pulled in and took the exit in front of us and i thought that guy is going to wipe himself out in a couple of minutes if he's not if you know because the roads he's about to go on are going to be really tricky for him mm. driving at that speed and uh, we're poking along anyway and all of us <laughs> all of a sudden about sort of 20 miles in 
we see this guy on the side of the road. Um, you know, when they cut through a little valley and there's sort of a hill, a sort of slopey hill with grass kind of growing up and a few little trees. Um, and he's standing there on his phone. And he was a very, very tall gentleman, really well dressed on his phone. And about 40 yards after where he was standing is this black Ferrari wrapped around a tree. Oh, wow. I, I mean, like, you know, the Wolf of Wall Street. It looked more like a black washing machine than a car. Ooh. It was in bits up against this tree. And I sort of looked at him thinking, oh, he's okay. Um, and he was sort of thumbing to people as in like, good, I'm okay. Don't worry about it. Keep going. You know, nothing here to see in case the press obviously catch up. With yeah. Him. Yeah. And nothing to see. Keep going. Keep going. Whatever. And I tooted at him and gave him the finger. Oh, you <laughs> bastard. You... <laughs> well, he deserved it. <laughs> he could have wiped us out, fucker. Yeah, no, fair, fair. Yeah. You know, that's karma, man. Karma. Yeah, karma. Um, get it, karma. Uh, Dion Dublin, um, born in Leicester, played four times for England. He played with Cambridge United Centre Forward, and he went on to other clubs, which included Manchester City, Coventry City, Millwall, Aston Villa, Leicester City, and Celtic. And uh, he started his career as a centre-back with Norwich City. And not Norwich, did he? Oh, there you go. Well, there's a picture of him here with Norwich in 2008. So, yeah, he obviously played with Norwich as well. There you go. Dion Dublin story. Good Dion Dublin story. Yeah. Tell us about Dolly Parton, Mike. We told you about Dolly Parton. Did we fin- Did we talk about Dolly Parton? We did, yeah. We did a whole, we did a whole episode on Dolly. Are you just dredging stuff up now that you've forgotten? No, because <laughs> in, your, in, your, in, your, in our pre-production meeting... You mentioned three things you wanted to talk about. One of them. Oh no, no, no. I feel fucking lost here. Now. I feel kind of freeze. Barbara starting, fucking Streisand. Oh, Barbara Streisand. I was starting to sweat. I was like, oh my god, I'm, I'm actually, I've actually lost my mind. I've actually, I'm going mad. Something wrong with me. Uh, so, so, so earlier when you mentioned um, Fergal talking about Barbara Streisand and paleontology, and I said there must have been some boob talk because. For some reason no. in my head, I had Dolly Parton instead of Barbara Streisand. Oh my God, oh, I feel I feel. We can str- now, yeah, we we can now see. Yeah, you need to go do just meditation. I feel stressed, anxious, warm. I just had to take my jacket off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we ha- I had a Barbara Streisand moment, um, and this is some way linked to the number of uh, midlife crisis I've had over the last two weeks. Okay, great. Um, um, because I. I actually entered into a conversation trying to buy a um, an old uh, Land Rover Defender um, with uh, a, a big motorhome bit on the back of it. You you, you, were, you were going to buy one of these? Yeah, I you see, I, and and I was only I was relaying this to a friend of mine, and he said, "Well, I listened to your fucking podcast. And you you told Keith not to get a motorhome of any sort whatsoever." Um, because it was just going to be 30 grand rotting on your driveway. Yeah, I said, you did. Yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I went, I changed my mind, though, because I really want one. And I think I was just putting myself off by trying to put everybody else off in my own head. Was I in auto-destruct mode or something? Maybe you were um, self-sabotaging. Self-sabotaging. I like that one. Yeah, I do like a bit of self-sabotage. But I was trying to bring everybody down with me and probably then trying to reduce the price of secondhand motorhomes because they're still outrageously expensive. So I thought I'd go through a back road and get the best of both worlds, which would be a Land Rover Defender yeah. with a motorhome 
that literally grows out of the back of it. And this guy had put it up on a website. And uh, I said, obviously, the motorhome attachment comes with it. And he went, no, that's extra and it's negotiable. I just <sighs> went, what's the fucking point of putting it up? It's built for this van. Like, you know, how are they going to take it off and put it on a fucking Ford Sierra? <laughs> <laughs> He's just being fucking yeah. He's just trying try, trying to get more more bang for his buck. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that's now gone. That's so, gone. Um, what, and then I, what was the plan? What were you thinking? What's going on, Mike? What's, what's... I don't know. I just I, vehicles. I just have to. I I have to stop myself. I talked myself and Sally Ann into us having three cars. You know, when the planet is dying, and it's something I feel very very you know emotional about the planet um because there's all sorts of stuff um as has been proven on twitter and all sorts of stuff this week mm. there's there's mica there's archways in dublin there's yeah. all manner of things to get worried about but mm. you know if we don't sort out our our environment our habitat we're yeah. fucked yeah as a species i mean yeah. there's an awful lot we can be thinking about um and then i i i got into a conversation then with the guy who I met at work in the course of my duties. He drove up and I said, Oh, let me talk to you about that camper van. And I almost kind of offered him <laughs> money to buy it off him there. And then, um, you know, I had to stop myself. I was like this. I want to buy that. He could see it in my eyes. I had the goo for a motorhome. I had the goo for a Land Rover. I had the goo to buy all these diesel chugging things that are just going to cost me money. And would they bring me happiness? I don't know. And uh, on the way home, I put my iPod. I couldn't, I couldn't concentrate on, I couldn't choose a podcast to listen to, which is really odd. Normally, I just let the podcast go to the next recommended one or whatever. Mm, yeah. And you find some gems that way. Like you with your meditation, uh, you know, I couldn't verbalize in my head what I wanted to listen to musically. I couldn't listen to the radio. It was too much hard work i couldn't listen to a podcast i didn't want to listen to anyone talking so i took my old reliable ipod out and i thought right and then up comes barbara streisand the way we were and driving home i began to weep <laughs> oh song started playing and I, I you see i'd just been at my my mother's 80th birthday and it was a song that my grandmother her mother used to sing really really badly like fucking really badly she's done put on a posh accent and everything when she sang it and memory yeah from the corners of my mind misty watered colored memories that one yeah yeah and it was my it was when she said scattered pictures and my my grandmother used to go scattered pictures It was beautiful to listen to it. We all would sort of elbow each other and go, she's off again, seeing that song after <laughs> half a bottle of brandy. But it just brought everything back. I don't know. It just brought, you know, my mother's 80, my dad's 85, my grandmother's gone. You know, it's all sort of, and whatever. And I'm trying to buy vehicles for no apparent reason to make myself happy. But, wow. Yeah. Jesus, Mike, Mike there's, so much, there's so much going on there. Yeah, what I might do is join this woman, Burke, Quirk, whatever her name is, go down and do a bit of meditation. Yeah, that'd be great yeah. for you. Yeah, I think I know where she lives. I might just turn up. <laughs> <laughs> turn up in a camper van. In a camper van. 
I'm here to live and learn your ways. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to build a yurt on your driveway. <laughs> Memories on the corner. Swigging out of a bottle of brandy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would love to see. I would love to see that. Oh, man. You drinking brandy, listening to Barbara Streisand, driving around Claire, oh. trying to find a woman's home to teach you how to meditate. Yeah. Oh, man. But, it, but it's like you... Um, there was obviously something, I mean, obviously there's something, see, I think we have these moments, we have these moments of these build, a buildup of whatever it is, like frustration or stress mm-hmm. or anxiety, or, you know, obviously you were feeling maybe a little bit sad or, you know, uh, melancholy or wistful or, you know, worried about life passing you by and fucking, you know, your subconscious was saying, go out and buy a, a fucking Land Rover and a, and a motorhome and discover the world. And, you know, you're, you know, yeah. life is passing you by, get out there. And um, I hadn't thought about that, but now thanks very much for putting that in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you've lived enough lives for everybody. You can enjoy your, 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 your relax, your more relaxed life than other people. But, the, but then you obviously got to that point and that song triggered something. And that was the release where you went, you just let go and you stopped sort of driving towards this weird goal of buying a motorhome and you know fix fixing everything that was wrong in your life and it was really funny because i remember i looked at it because i can i can look at the display on my car my car is an old car now but it, it seems to read what comes up on my ipod and i can use the hand controls in the in the steering wheel to sort of flick through songs and it came up with barbara streisand and for some reason it wouldn't flick and I didn't particularly want to listen to this song, wow. but the universe, the universe must have told me something. Uh, and then the next day, my car fucking died. <laughs> what? <laughs> Driving to work. Went into it's service immediately. This car is going no faster than 30 miles an hour. It's like, you fuck, you oh, fuckity fuck, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, so I had to ring my mechanic. And it was like, so it's oh. just at the point of realization, then you kind of thought, oh, I'm happy of, with I, what I got. Yeah. yeah, I'm okay. Everything's okay. Then you fuck, then life throws you another fucking Google. I was going to say bender. <laughs> Googly is much, uh, much better. Yeah. Much better. Uh, yeah. Oh, fucking cow. So I rang my, uh, rang my, rang my agent. <laughs> yeah, to get me another vehicle. You were standing on the side uh, of the road, a la Dion Dublin, going, yeah, "There's me." And <laughs> and really, funnily enough, I, I hadn't thought about this actually in, in the context of Dion Dublin at all. I hadn't re- remembered Dion Dublin for twenty years. I'd say, um, yeah, there was a guy behind me, and I, it it died on me at a really squiggly part of the road. And I was tipping along doing, I'd say, 60 miles an hour along a nice big straight bit. And this guy was, I, I could see him trying to overtake me. And as I turned around this bend, which there's a, uh, you know, sort of about three miles left and you can't overtake anyone. There's a guy who works with me who's quite a quick driver. And I was already late and I could see the frustration in it. And he's flashing me and tooting me and making the whole situation worse. Because I'm sitting in the cockpit of this car thinking, if I stop it now, it's never going to go again. You know what I mean? That yeah. sort of, if I turn the engine off, it's not going to start. Yeah. <clears throat> Everything, all, every light in the car was red. It was like, oh, fucking hell. So I cl- like clambered up and I was in like, I was in fifth gear doing 
22 miles an hour is oh, what it man. said. Yeah, and it said, speed limiter on, speed limiter on, do not adjust, do not rev. It's like, oh, fucking hell, we're all going to die. Yeah. Do you know what would have made that Dion Dublin coming out and giving me the finger? <laughs> <laughs> it's the Keith Walsh podcast. That'd be a great time for the yes! music to come in there, wouldn't it? A great do it. Do it. <laughs> okay, well, maybe I will, because... I feel like we didn't get to we so much more to get to though, Mike, but that was lovely. That was a lovely sort of crescendo and ending. We'll have to come back to your, to what you did with your car. You, I've just, you've just made me look up um, Land Rover Defenders because you reminded me that I'd love to buy one. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. I, 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 but then, you know, people, you talk to people and they say, listen, don't buy one. They would literally break your heart. Oh, really? Yeah, the engines fall out of them and stuff. You know, you go, the the dream is, of course, you go sort of wild camping in your car. Mm. And then you're stuck in the ass end of Donegal then for a week. Not that there's anything wrong with Donegal. Donegal is a beautiful place. Uh, We have an OG living up there, Sinead. Yes, Sinead. Yes, lovely, lovely Donegal. And I'm going, (laughs) if anybody does listen and they're from Donegal, Sinead, you need to do some marketing for me up there because I'm doing two nights in Donegal with the play. Oh, on green on, I think it is. Would that be right? Um, so I, I, and I don't even know if people in Donegal know anything about me or like, I don't know why they might go to my place. So Sinead, if <laughs> I, I, I just thought you were going to say, I don't know if people of Donegal know anything. <laughs> I know they know stuff. Fucking great marketing. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know me up in Donegal so I'm, I'm kind of worried about like I'm, like, I'm just going to be playing to a few empty houses but sure look it's all good so Sinead if you're listening can you just do a bit of marketing for me up there just tell everybody yeah. that I'm a wonderful guy and they should go see my show that'd be fantastic thank you very much oh um, yeah so the, yeah, the Land Rover thing I'd like to buy it just to poodle around the town really you say that but you know there's nothing worse then than pulling up outside the you know, I'll just park here for a second on a double yellow, and then all of a sudden the fucking thing conks out, and you've mm. you've caused mayhem, and you're on AA Roadwatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're in the news. Yeah, for a Mike, um, I could talk to you for at least another fifty-five minutes, um, but I don't. But I have to go. I couldn't listen to myself for that long. Listen, uh, love you. It's great to be back. We should do this again more often. Definitely. Um, and I'm going to try and so so we're going to have to try and get you to the play one of the nights and then have a quick chat with you on stage afterwards. Oh, fuck off. So, <laughs> so we'll have to figure, figure <laughs> yeah. all that out. Okay, we should, yeah, we'll do we could try and do a live podcast in Newbridge sometime. I'm trying to think of if we were to do a live podcast, where would we do it? Um, it's a long way for you to come to Newbridge just for. Well, there's a great place here called Judge Roy Beans where I'm starting my comedy club. Yes, on the 29th of October, I think. Mm. Yeah, as if you haven't got enough shit to deal with. Yeah, exactly, Mike. Yeah. Fucking exactly. <laughs> yeah, Judge Roy Beans, you've been tweeting about that and people have mm. been going there. Whatever. We can do a live one whenever you want. Yeah, I would be planking myself. I'd probably need a, at least seven pints of Heineken before I got that, near a microphone. That, that could be your age. <laughs> Get very messy very quickly. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, why okay. not? I'll do it, yeah. yeah. Mike, we'll talk. Enjoy your red wine and um, enjoy your evening without Jimmy and get, okay. you know, get crazy. Yeah. Let's get it on. <laughs> <laughs> Memories <laughs> yeah. on the corner of my mind. I'm actually, I feel like crying now. Um, from the movie Big, of course, Mike. Scattered picture. Um, Evergreen, I think, the movie. 
Oh, yeah, but I think it was in Big she, because that was the song was that his, his mother used to sing to him. And and then he I was like, sad. Yeah, I do like a bit of Tom Hanks. Yeah, he's a good lad. He's a good yeah. lad. He's a good lad, yeah. He's a good lad. He collects typewriters. And on that note, we're out of town. See you, Mike. Good luck. Miss good luck. you. Take care. Bye. Miss you. Bye. 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 Bye.